Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me, Scotty, and Ethan this week, uh, Thursday night, to get in on the action. We're going to be going live during some part of the Red Wings and Florida Panthers game. It, it really all depends on uh, when they start to fall apart or what happens throughout the game. That's that's going to dictate when we go live because uh, we can't always guarantee that a third period watch party is going to be very interesting. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll update you on that later. Locker room, changing the way that we talk sports. Sad day, boys. Uh, Fox Sports Detroit, the last day of Fox Sports Detroit. We're going to get into that in just a second. We got to dump on Leafs fans in just a second. Uh, I am your host, Detroit Sports Center Nolan Bianchi. With me today, as always, former Kidney Stone survivor and a lifelong Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? Good to have you back, pal. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Is that good? I don't know why I always got to be so... Uh, I just don't know how to say any- I just don't know how to... Fair enough. It just hurts my feelings. Um... And then we got Scotty Bentley, Sports Encyclopedia. Scotty Bentley, what's going on, brother? How's it going, man? And hosting the Bentley Show. It's fantastic. It's fantastic as always. And the the Red Wings game, not quite, but you know, I don't, I don't let it, I don't let it phase me at this point. (laughs) We were gonna do a uh, a post game recap, but then I think what we're gonna end up doing is probably just recapping both games uh, later on in the week, maybe on Friday's episode, uh, they, they got off to a three, nothing start in the first period did not look good. We got other things to talk about. I upset some Leafs fans on Twitter on Tuesday or Monday night. Um, and I just really got a glimpse, uh, into what these people call reality. So we're going to touch on that in a second, but, uh, sad day boys, the final day of Fox sports Detroit tomorrow, it will be no longer, uh, but a faint memory in our wistful brains, uh they're going to bally sports detroit how do you feel about it uh they haven't been fox sports since mario and rod left to me so this is just nothing i i just found out about this today so (laughs) (laughs) i like before this podcast started it looks like uh it looks like a fast food commercial or a fast food sign and i don't know how i feel about it kind of does yeah the last thing i remember uh being named bally's is there was like a fitness center back when like we were real young and I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, I had a bad joke. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Uh, Bali sports Detroit. I hope that um, what about sports that are played with pucks? I still need to get my Red Wings fix. That was delivered horribly. That was, that I just want you to know that. that. Thank you. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we got to talk about the, the Leafs uh, really and their fan. So what happened was on Monday night, the Buffalo Sabres go up three to nothing on the Philadelphia Flyers. They have a 17 game losing streak that was then in jeopardy. Philly comes back, scores three goals in the third period. It was hilarious. They ended up winning in overtime. It was a great time. Everybody was dunking on Buffalo. Ha ha ha. 18 straight. And then I pointed out the simple fact on Twitter that despite 
the Buffalo Sabres as we know them today, despite the Buffalo Sabres as we know them over the last decade, despite really, I mean, the, the stank stigma, whatever you want to put on it of the Buffalo Sabres, people do forget that they have won a playoff series more recently than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and then instantly it was just my mentions got flooded with just nothing but Leafs fans saying rent free. The Leafs really dictate your life. All you do is think about the Leafs. All you do is talk about the Leafs. But what I find annoying, most annoying about all of this is that well, there are a lot of things I find annoying about this, but I am under the impression that Leafs fans think that all hockey fans don't talk about any other team besides the Leafs. No team, like you can talk about any team you want at any time. And no matter what, as soon as it becomes about the Leafs, Leafs fans jump on and say, it's always all about the Leafs. Oh, rent free, uh, all this other stuff. And it, it, it's, it's sad, really, is what it is. It's, it's very sad. It's hilarious. It is. And, and they're the most insecure fan base in all of hockey. And don't get me wrong. They have a lot of reasons to be. They haven't won a cup since 1967. They haven't won a playoff series in 17 years. They haven't been to a Stanley Cup final since 1967. The Some guy tweeted me the other or yesterday, and he was like, yeah, well, they do have three division championship banners hanging in their arena. Cool. That's the standard? That's the standard that the almighty Maple Leafs have set for themselves? Yeah. I, and and their their perceived self-importance within the world of hockey is just so hilarious to me. But they they're not in on the joke, but they think they're in on the joke. What they are is the Detroit Lions. They're more embarrassing than the Detroit Lions, if no other reason than the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs tout themselves as the premier team within the sport, when it's simply not the case. If the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't exist, nothing in hockey history would have been changed in the last 50 years. Like, do they not realize how embarrassing it is to roll up in these groups saying the same thing, tweeting the same memes? It's a joke. They're a joke. Like, they are almost um, like a, a barstool-esque um, yes. performance. Sure. Like, the way they defend their own team, um, mm -hmm. it's almost ah, there's a couple ways you can we can take this it's like a very blind take on the fact of what their team is and what they've been for so long and it's it's i understand that they're the fans of the team like i always i've always just tried to understand um like the logic that goes into them yeah. it would literally be like the only equivalents are the two avenues that I can think of are and not equivalents like comparisons. There is no equivalent. The only comparisons is like the lions. If the lions fans, if we all believed that we were the Patriots, but yes. had the resume yes. of the lions, that yes. would be it. And then vice versa would be like the Yankees. If they've never won either. You know what yes. I mean? Like those, yes. are the, those are the two, like, like those are the only two even remote comparisons I could think of. It's literally just like, like yeah. if for some reason, Lions fans, we told everyone and claimed to be like the premier elite franchise in the NFL, 100%. that would be the equivalent, but we don't because we're not stupid. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. This guy tweets to me, he goes, it's always about the Leafs, my dude. No, it's not. 
Yeah, it's, it's really not, not like it's this is the first time I've made reference to the Leafs on my Twitter page in maybe a month. And don't get me wrong, I like watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know, right? Yeah, I that's like, the funny I part. Like I, Austin Matthews. I like Mitch Marner the when the Maple part. Leafs are on, and I have and I can open up NHL TV, and the Lord is sparing me from having to watch the Red Wings for a night, and I get my pick of the litter. If the Leafs are on, I'm watching them. But it's a fact they haven't won a playoff series since 2004 pre-lockout the only team with a longer playoff series drought is the florida panthers don't be mad at me go be mad at the team right who has made you think these things while also never coming close to winning literally anything in your entire life right Not, not even come close the ottawa senators have have almost won a stanley cup more recently than you (laughs) At the end of the day, like a lot of this comes back to like the them thinking I was a Sabres fan, honestly. Uh, but just like tweeting me and being like, oh, hope, hope that makes you feel better. It's like, why do you care? You guys have one of the best teams in hockey right now. Just enjoy it and stop getting all upset and making everybody hate you for no reason. It, then, then people might stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Do you think, I think they like it though. I think they do too. I think they, I think they do too. That's why they have a meme that literally no, says. Because they make themselves the center of the universe. If I tweeted about the Penguins, it wouldn't matter. Nobody would ever care about it. Nobody would ever see it. Nothing. But the second it's about the Leafs, they automatically assume all this person does is talk about the Leafs. Therefore, rent free. Like that phrase, ugh, ugh, ugh. I can't do it. The, the lack of creativity disappointed me, <laughs> frankly. The, yeah. the lack of actual arguments, just it's, it's disappointing. They've been losing for 50 years and they don't have any better jokes. Like have you ever been to the Detroit Lions subreddit? That place is amazing. It's hilarious. hilarious. They know what's up. Hilarious. They know what's up. But the Leafs, for whatever reason, have convinced themselves that because of this history that they have before the Vietnam War, <laughs> that, that makes them a relevant player in the modern hockey universe. And that's simply not the case. I know just they like are no different than too. Florida this year. Yeah, some of the takes too that Congrats they had, like season. um, you know, that like the, the Red Wings have no future. And like yeah. some of the take the hockey takes were horrible. Some people were saying like <laughs> the the Red Wings haven't had a dynasty since they were 16. That's the most like it's just the ridiculous. Most, it's the most horseshit stuff I've ever read. <laughs> it is There's a lot one of, of the most incorrect statements too. there are. Yeah, it, there was a lot of the uh, typing so fast that they put has and what is supposed to be had just because they need to get the tweet <laughs> off as fast as they possibly can to yeah, make themselves yeah. feel better. I just, I love it. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We'll be hosting a locker room this Thursday. Uh, not exactly, maybe like a third period watch party. We tried to do that last week, but then, you know, it did really should have been more of a first period watch party but that's beside the point we're gonna i'll update you guys when we're gonna do it on thursday but be on the lookout for thursday night we're gonna be hopping live on there you can talk to us it's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league you'll find fans just like yourself on locker room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors so go download the free locker room app now currently available on all ios devices 
Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for league updates. Follow us at Lockdown Red Wings to be notified when our room goes live. I know you don't want to miss it. Uh, like I said, we're planning to be live on Thursday night, so just keep an eye out on the timeline at LO underscore Red Wings, uh, and, and we'll post whenever we're going live. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Red Wings, so we'll see you there at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market, and it has been for a while now. It's a bar with low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best of them all. We're down to the flavorful four, folks. We got cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. That one's coming tomorrow. And today we've got mint brownie versus the coconut brownie chunk. Ooh, I got chills just thinking about it, folks. This is coming down to the wire and uh, you can make your voice heard when you go to builtbar.com and vote uh, and check back today to see or check back tomorrow to see who won today's matchups. And then while you're there, get yourself a little bit of snack as well. Remember to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com and check back tomorrow to see who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. Down in center. <laughs> Filpel is back in for Datsu. Back to Filpel. Yes. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and then one guy who was tweeting at me had 67 in his handle. Like, that's that's Stockholm Syndrome, my man. Yeah. (laughs) literally <laughs> the, the guy who tweeted that was the same guy who tweeted me about the division championship banners i responded i'm literally shaking right now my four-year-old just said to me dad why do people make fun of the leafs so much when they've raised three division championship banners in the last 21 years i had no answer for him. bro like why is that your standard yeah Rent free uh, and then the uh, another thing was the uh, they were tweeting about fan attendance and the Red Wings for the last however long have had better attendance than the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was only the 1920 season that Toronto overtook the Red Wings. Uh, so they were like, oh, the Red Wings fans talking a lot of shit for for a building that's 75 percent filled with Maple Leafs fans whenever they play each other. And I'm like, it took a historically disastrous season plus an onsetting pandemic for the Leafs to beat the Red Wings in fan attendance. And now look at them. This year, they're having one of their best seasons in franchise history, and they can't get a single person to show up. <laughs> it's sad. Just sad. It's sad. Sad. <laughs> oh, man. But let's talk about these Buffalo Sabres, uh, shall we? we? We are going to do uh, a make the case in the next segment. So, and a quick disclaimer on that. We did record that last week. And we were trying to do the whole like locker room thing. We were going to put them together and make an episode uh, that never made it into an episode. So we did record it last week. If there's any irrelevant statistics, like we talk about Nemestikov and I said, he hasn't scored in five games and then he scored on uh, Sunday. So uh, just a heads up on that, but let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres because this is something beyond uh, anybody's wildest dreams of disaster. And you just got to feel so bad for him. Like I, I, we've seen it with the lions time and time again, but the thing that's different about like the Sabres is that 
I mean, Jack Eichel is a bona fide, you know, one of the greatest players in sports and they can't even come close to winning anything. Like the lions had a couple years where they went to the playoffs and it didn't go very well for them. Uh, but I, I always try and like think to myself, Oh, well, I do have this point of reference for like rooting for a terrible franchise, but I, I feel like the Sabres might have it worse than anybody over the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, the, like the only equivalent, even the lions, the only equivalence was really like, Oh, eight. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like we have that, I guess, but that's over a decade ago. Like, I, and that's I also know, 16 it's... games, whatever, you know, right. and like, you can right. you turn around real quick in the NFL too. Like this is, well, uh, they don't really have anybody do. to move, you know, like, I don't know what they're going to get for Taylor Hall. They might be able to squeeze, a, uh, you know, something out of him, but he just has not been very good this. Ooh, Red Wings scored. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, Taylor Hall has not been very good this year. And then, I mean, Jeff Skinner, who's the other guy, he, he's there for like eight more years. Like, what are you going to do with that? You're going to stretch that out to 15 years, buy him out? Like, ugh, it's rough. Um. It's kind of baffling. Um, they have Dolan. They've got Ristolainen. They have young defensemen. They they used to have people like Bogosian. And they it's the lack of success. I mean, it always trickles down to ownership. And the Pagulas are obviously not the not the the peak when it comes to uh, goaltending or goaltending, Jesus Christ, am I talking about ownership? You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if it's, I mean, trust me. I, I, I know it's got in the front office coaches turn. What's the, what is the turnover rate for coaches in, in Buffalo? You know, very, very high. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing bad. too. I, I wish I knew, you know, cause you hear about bad organizations and things like that. I wish I knew like the ins and outs of what it meant to be like a truly bad organization. Like, I think I've heard things through the grapevine. Um, I, I can't remember which, I, I think Evan told us one time actually, or at least told me one time, like he knew somebody who was a goalie coach for uh, a team in a Canadian division. And it was like when they were a disaster and he was like, we would show up to hotels and rooms wouldn't be booked. Like just from the top down, I, I I'm so curious to know about the dysfunction. And it's a fascination that I have because, you know, we've watched the lions for so long, but just in, in pro sports in general, it really is so interesting to me how some organizations are just so much more fine tuned than other ones and how that makes such a big difference in winning and losing. We saw with, uh, was it last year was the Ottawa taxi cab thing? Yeah. Is that last yeah. year? Like that's, I think that's to me, like this year Columbus had some stuff too. That was not quite like that, but you know, like had, had obviously some, some turmoil at a minimum, but like that, that is one of the, I guess I'd say loudest moments, like in my, in your face, like, you know what I mean? Like that to me, that is one of the peak, like, this is a horrid, like yeah. horribly run organization. I think that is, in recent memory at least, one of the biggest examples of just like a truly horribly run organization. And that's something that like when that came out, it was like, of course, it was the Ottawa Senators because we've right. all known exactly. about Eugene Melnick yeah. and, and all exactly. that stuff for years. And uh, even though that has nothing to do with the organization, like that video getting out and all the things like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it blows my mind. How does that happen to the Ottawa Senators? You know, like 
I don't know. It's just interesting. Uh, I, I, I wish Buffalo the best. I really do. I, I don't like to laugh at their pain. Like I do like to laugh at Toronto Maple Leafs fans pain. Oh, let's not forget, by the way, Toronto technically didn't even make the playoffs last year. Did we forget that? Did people forget that? Do people forget the, the forget. Toronto Maple Apparently Leafs were, they're red free in, in the, our heads. Apparently we never forget. Last year? I, think, I mean, I think, I think people did forget about that. I think they did. All right. Uh, Joe Thornton this year, though. Very true. Uh, you know what? Go Leafs. I don't hate the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I like watching them still. Watch them tomorrow. I, watch them win a cup when there's no fans in the stands. I think that. I hope be, so. That'd be good. That'd be a very on-brand moment. Fitting. I feel like. I hope so, but I also, I also, if I have the preferred option, I'd rather just take a first-round exit for them this year. So fair enough. Uh, Either or. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yeah. All right, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball and the NHL and the NBA are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. This is one of my favorite features. What I'll do, you know, I, I was I was trashing the Leafs. Trash and Leafs, a segment earlier. But what my friend uh, Anthony told me to do, shout out Anthony, I hope you're listening, buddy. What he told me he does is he just watches games every night, and if the Leafs go down like two goals, he just live bets them, and then they usually come back, and he usually wins some money. Uh, So take that little tidbit. If you don't want to bet on the Leafs, I get that, but maybe bet on the Tampa Bay Lightning or something. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today or and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Last guy to play in this period. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Geez, say that five times fast. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And we're going to do another round of Make the Case. We've been going through uh, some of the guys trying to make the case for trading every player on the Red Wings roster before the trade deadline uh, happens. The last time we went, it was last week, I believe, we talked about uh, Christian Juice, Robbie Fabry, and who was the other one? Bobby Ryan? No, Bobby Ryan. no, no, no. It was, who was it? Wow. Uh, Philip Peronic. That's who it was. Yeah, that right. sounds right. Uh, that was, I mean, I can't remember who we talked about, so I sh- damn sure don't remember when we talked about it. All right, I got Troy Stetcher. I know Scott's got Sam Gagne. Who you got, Ethan? Okay, can I just get into it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This this man, this is he's a good player. I'm gonna I'm gonna (laughs) read down some stats for you guys. Okay, he is the seventh leading scorer on the team with ten points. Um, (laughs) He's tied for fifth in goals, which is great. He's got five. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, He's tied for eighth in assists with five which Mm -hmm. is great he's only a minus four on a team whose goal differential is minus 35 which is phenomenal yeah that really averages over 16 minutes a night and he is a direct descendant of vlad the impaler vladislav nemestikov hell yeah what is what is he gonna get a fourth round pick i mean unless he's gonna fit he's gotta fill out a third line spot on a team 
that's where I would picture him being. I mean, but I, I feel like he's a guy that could play wing or center too. So he's a guy that's, uh, I guess I would really hate to call him a dual threat. I really don't think that's in his repertoire at all. But quite frankly, he's put up points, not consistently, but like I said, he is seventh on the team in points, which is something to shake a stick at, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you also got the fact that, like, last year he did get passed around a little bit, like hot potato. So, like, teams do want him and teams do find him valuable, especially at his price point. Uh, Wouldn't mind having on their first line. Yeah, exactly. But that might also be a a, a point against that as well. What do you got, Scott? Um, I guess it could be, really, with how, I guess, inconsistent he's been. But I think in times where i mean you don't want to lose a player where we wouldn't get anything for him he'd be untradeable in my opinion if he was a a free agent this year but since he's got another year on his contract at a firm number if you put him with better people he could produce more i I think think it helps him yeah i think it helps him i i don't think i don't think we'd get much of anything for a month and a half of him yeah and i think uh, I think the extra year uh, absolutely helps him. Domestikov is not going to jump out of Toronto and get get them to a Stanley Cup, you know? No, and right. I mean, and honestly, like he's probably one of the last people on this team uh, who could get, who probably will get traded. But the, again, like you mentioned the um, flexibility that you have with having him in your lineup and he can play center, he can play the wing. Um, and he was, he's been over like a half point per game player or better for most of his career. Like this is honestly, statistically, one of his worst seasons. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I you mean, can make think... the argument that if he's on a better team. Right. And yeah, again, back to the contract. Like I really think a year and a half of him is 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 what the kind of the driving point is. Like it, And it kind of opens his market up a little more too. I mean, you're not, maybe you're looking at people that are, maybe bubble teams this year and looking to compete next year. And they're a lot more quickie quicker to pull the trigger. I don't know. I think that, I think that the extra year really means a lot in his case. Uh, all right, Scotty, who you got today? Sam Gagne. Ooh, make the case, baby. The make the case. Game. Ethan's going to have fun um, with this one. I mean, so the big one is honestly that he can, not only fill in the the bottom six, but uh, he can give you power play minutes. I think that or penalty kill, either one really. He can give you some specialty minutes. I think that's yeah. If that's... he's going to if, <laughs> if he's don't going to if he's going to Buffalo, yeah, I'll give you anything. Sure, that's fair. He's not going to get power play time. Like team. No, but like here's the thing. Though, I, is I he it's... probably won't, but he he could if yeah, they don't the have a right-handed to. shot and he they can the throw him out there this, see that's the thing is like i think you're like overvaluing what a power play player is thomas holmstrom was a power play player don't you dare compare <laughs> sam gagne to thomas holmstrom you're right don't sam gagne has had a much dare. better career and is a much more competent oh, hockey player oh my god wow am i wrong all right, Skip Bayless, calm down over there. <laughs> I'm not even saying anything outlandish. Everybody knew Holmstrom couldn't skate. Like, Sam Gagne's not standing in front of the net, directing a thou- 30 pucks into the net every single year. Correct. Don't you, don't you ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying he did. I'm saying that, like, your overall talent and ability as a hockey player doesn't, like – 
that's not your ceiling. Your ceiling is how well you can work with other guys. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that like he's going to be first line power play with the Penguins. Absolutely not. But if you have a, a night where you you find something on that far side, but you don't have a right-handed shot to go, you know, do whatever you want to do, he's somebody that gives you flexibility. And that's undeniable. You cannot deny that. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think. Am like, I wrong? The depth, depth, depth is like important, obviously. Um, I mean, you're not the the reason I think you're both probably like the reason you are trading for him is not to be a third rotation power play person. That's not the reason I'm not, it's a better correct. And it might add some sprinkles on top of the, on top of the, whatever analogy I'm trying to use, but like, obviously that's not like why you're, you're getting him either. And I, I'm, I think in his case with his age, he like, I think the, it being an expiring contract is probably better for him than it would be if you had an extra year at the end of there. I don't know. You know, okay. He's, he's been a half a, point per game player his entire career. Hey, he's he's, okay. a, he's a former six minus. overall pick. He's, he's, he's 31 years year. old. He's a plus two. Okay. He's a plus, he's a plus two. two okay. Suck okay. it, Ethan. Okay. Okay. One, I don't appreciate being called names. And two, <laughs> Nolan's analogy of how this – how he works into a power play unit or whatever he just said. It's like if you work at McDonald's and you guys are incredibly short staffed, right? And you're making burgers, but then you also have to make fries. And then you put that on a resume. And it's good to, like, it's well, good I can to also know, make fries if you need me to make fries. Like that's what, that's what you just said. No, and I, it just that, doesn't make sense. In that the is NHL. not true at all. No, it, that's not true at all. What I'm saying is that NHL players have value outside of their talent. It's about how you fit. And it's about how a general manager can make something greater than the sum of its parts. How many times do you hear in every sport? It's not about the best 23. It's about the right 23. Hey, miracle. Hey, Ever heard of it? Right. Sam Gagne miracle. probably would have been selected on that team. <laughs> in my opinion. I would have taken him all day, even though he was Canadian. Yeah, he, was a, he was a first round pick. Yeah. He's former six overall. Six overall. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm six saying is that you're, you take things at face value two. and then you're like, just absolutely no way. Like the guy is still in the league. Clearly he has value. Yeah. I mean, he is. Yeah. He's fifth round pick value. Good for him. Correct. Hey, we'll take one. Of so those. he has value. Is what I'll I'm saying. A, I'll take all right. Fifth. Troy Stetcher moving into Troy Stetcher. Good to have you back, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> This Troy Stetcher, I mean, like this, this kind of falls into the same line of thinking that we kind of had uh, a little bit with Christian Juice. Um, but I, I think Troy Stetcher as a whole is like a much more desirable hockey player to have on your team. And I also think, um, you know, he's come on to the scene this year. We've talked about his the Mark Stahl splits playing with and without Troy Stetcher. Like he's a valuable defenseman, especially playing as a guy that you only hand third line responsibilities to. His cap hits $1.7 million. Uh, I think there are a lot of lot of things that make him attractive. I, I've seen Vancouver fans all season on Twitter being like, damn, we miss Troy Stetcher because their decor is a mess. And Troy Stetcher is a guy that is not going to blow anybody away, but he's going to be the same player every single night and come playoff time. Like that is the most attractive type of player. Uh, and then just the last thing to, to wrap up the Troy Stetcher thing, the, tr the case for not trading him is, is pretty obvious to me. Uh, 26 years old, turns 27, in just a couple days. days. Uh, you got him at a really good price tag. You got him with a chip on his shoulder. You got him after he was really kind of spurned by his hometown team. He's a guy that everybody could use a Troy Stetcher like in, and so uh, I think he's one of the guys that you hope to actually carry over like into your contending years, if possible. So, yeah, uh, I agree. Absolutely. I don't know. 
All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Follow us or follow me at Nolan Bianchi, Scotty at Bentley Scotty, uh, Ethan at Ethan Smith, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.